0: what's up everyone james here and welcome back to another episode of the aquarium podcast today i wanted to delve into the topic of water chemistry it's always been a bugbear of mine on what should be when it comes to water conditions for our fish and i feel just as confused now as i did when i first started why well ultimately because the information is so mixed yet everyone seems sure that what we see today with water parameters is law okay so we're going a little hardcore today so bear with us on this topic for me this just blows my mind every time i think or talk about the subject with others why is it that we are so sure our fish need to be in the parameters so well suggested in the hobby today let's rule the first answer out here in that many would say well the reason we aim for these parameters is that it's the parameters of the fish found in the wild and right there is my problem how can a hobby that will happily create ornamental fish use synthetic items to create seawater be so sure that the parameters have to be the same as they are in the wild for me there's way too much in the air air on this and firstly i wanted to say that if we are using artificial equipment to create artificial environments then why do we care about the water quality yes i know the answer could be well fish welfare first but again most people that keep fish in aquariums aren't keeping them in anything like their natural habitats are they aquascaped aquariums to replicate mountain scenes real natural right what about color gravel and fake plants is this truly fish welfare first? For me, I think not. I've tried playing around with so many different factors now regarding water quality and the best for my fish and, fi- and my findings are completely opposite to what I've been told. Not all, but I definitely think some are definitely up for debate. So here's a background example on my nano shrimp tank. If you follow me on YouTube or any of my social media platforms, then you'll know this aquarium as Shrimp Rock. Now, this aquarium, I won't lie, used to be purely water from my tap. And being I live in an area which the water is ridiculously high in minerals, my parameters and TDS go through the roof. And yet, my plants in my aquarium never look so good. The cherry shrimp, maybe I noticed one or two die, but the heavy heavy mineral content didn't cause me any major disasters, and if anything, the shrimp were still reproducing like crazy. I then in turn had fish acclimated to the water in the area, which made the success rate for selling them to other local hobbyists higher, resulting in less fatalities. Funny enough I never noticed moulting issues which apparently comes from hard water for the shrimp and without a lab or test here I could never prove any of them died of copper poisoning. Now, let me be the first to say I have no scientific proof that my experiences work or are even correct for the animal. I'm purely stating what I've experienced. It's funny as these days I now run RO water, mainly due to what I've read and other hobbyists recommend and can honestly say I've not noticed many differences yet in the color or breed and behavior. The only noticeable difference in all my shrimp tanks which use RO water is now that the plants are less vibrant and they look like they struggle more with less minerals in the water. Again, my point here is not to disprove anything as I could be completely wrong here just my own personal perceptions on things and and my experiences so far. I think we can all agree it's tough working our way through the hobby and unfortunately does not help that there is so much contradicting information out there especially from the experts on social media platforms. I think it's definitely important to remember that we know very little about our understanding on nature so it's a little arrogant to assume that we know now what it should be And for me, I think it's good to ask questions and dispute the theories. Scientists do it all the time, so why shouldn't we as hobbyists? I think this one is a really good thought-provoking question, as we could argue that just because we live and survive in, say, a big city, that although technically we still breathe oxygen, we was born in the area and eat the foods, is this actually our optimum conditions? We could say, well, if I, for example, lived more in the countryside, around nature, hills, grass, trees, more greenery, eating organically grown food from my garden, and not breathing in car fumes every day, that technically, that could be more of an optimum environment for me, couldn't it? Same with fish, then. Just because a better lives in a rice paddy in Asia or a small puddle doesn't mean the water conditions are great for it. What if the puddle was near a busy road with all the pollution or people stepping into it? Interesting right? For me, that's the point I'm trying to make, however obscure it sounds. That just because our fish come from these areas around the world does not necessarily make them the most optimum environments for the fish. It's the same for other areas in the hobby really. When we are breeding our fish in aquariums and not sourcing from rivers or oceans some use items not even found in the animals habitat. For discus breeding, people use cones. Short of the local river in my home city which might have the odd traffic cone dumped in there from some young hooligan on a night out, I've not personally seen a cone found in nature, have you? We need to remember, regardless of the parameters we have in our fish tanks, ultimately taking anything out of nature is creating an artificial environment for our animals. I think from the small experience I've found in my journey in fish keeping stability has always been the better option. Yes, some animals do need softer or more acidic water to avoid potential medical hazards, but again, many these days are bred for years in the trade, so who knows, right? If there's any scientists who study these types of things listening, please get in touch as I really love to get some thoughts from the experts on this one. After all this time, I'm still unsure what the best route forward is for my fish and how I care for them. Ultimately, I want to do what's right and best for the fish, but as I've said before, I think maybe the best thing ideally is not to have them in a fish tank. As we know that won't happen, and for me, fish bring me so much joy and benefits, I think it's best to focus on stability, as I've said before, rather than chasing the numbers. Animals are very versatile and can adapt to some truly incredible living conditions, even ones we think there should not be life. In many of the darkest parts of the ocean do we find new and wonderful species of fish which thrive in the darkness, which contradicts so many theories about life needing light to survive. If you research for hydrothermal vents on the internet, you will see that the water temperature in these environments can reach around 400 degrees Celsius. And yet animals such as the giant vent mussel, yeti crabs and even Pompeii worms live within the area. Many studies suggest animals can withstand temperatures over 40 degrees and somehow the yeti crab for example can withstand 120 degrees. Mad right? I think it's important as humans and hobbyists that we don't assume anything in life as law or fact. Things are ever changing and what could be the facts right now could be disproved in many years to come. I mean it's only now we have all these amazing test kits that we can truly watch our parameters anyway. How many of you as kids or even your parents had an aquarium that was just filled up from the tap? local river or ocean and probably went out to the shops that very same day and dumped loads of fish right in there more than i dare say i would admit i imagine for me i'm just going to keep doing my thing and keep finding what works best for my fish and me personally keep challenging these laws in the hobby and helping the community grow i'm hoping for the better (laughs) thanks for taking the time to listen and i shall catch you in the next one If you enjoyed this episode, why not head over to my YouTube channel for more aquarium goodness or head over to my social media platforms if you want to follow along or talk about your experiences within the hobby. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All the links are in the episode notes to this podcast. And until next time, you stay safe.